Hello, this is Mary. And this is Chandler. And you're listening to The Miss Fisher Files. Welcome back to The Miss Fisher Files. Today we are talking season three, episode three, murder and mozzarella. 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 Uh, I wrote down murder and marinara, which is wrong because that's <laughs> your husband's mystery. The, oh, that's, yes. The marinara. The marinara murders. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Which you did the, I think you should post your cover that you designed for that because that's still like my favorite mystery. Aww. It's so good. It's so Thanks. simple and good. It and is simple. In the Miss Fisher cold open when we see the footprint in the marinara sauce, I was like, Mary did it better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's really nice. That was a fun cover. We actually yeah. created that image. Were so. you like throwing meatballs yes, at the ground? We, were, we literally were throwing marinara sauce at a white background. I love that. Yeah. Just <laughs> out in our alley. It just works so perfect. <laughs> I really it, hope somebody witnessed that. It, it was just, pretty fun. It, it's so successful. It works so well. And, and marinara has such a similar quality to blood that mm-hmm. it behaves in a similar now that I would know this firsthand but <laughs> you know I, I it's just it works so well yeah it was that it's a very good it's not a double entendre I don't really know what you would call it it's like a visual metaphor kind yeah. of yeah 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 I don't know I like that that works um I was actually thinking of this episode as we say tomato Franny says tomato 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 oh can you know tomatoes. I I gotta say like You've really got to be under the thumb of the Camorra if you have to stoop to using tinned tomatoes in your from scratch family Italian restaurant. Because I got to say, I, I, I don't know of any self-respecting Italians at that time that would have been using tinned tomatoes. Really? Well, you can, they well, had a tomato garden. I know, but these are from the old country, right? Aren't they being shipped over from Italy? Well, they're probably San Marzano's or something. Yeah, but, right. But... There's still like a, a, a canned tomato is not mm. the same as a fresh tomato. Mm. Maybe if you're making bulk quantities for your I restaurant. Suppose. I suppose. And know. it is just tomatoes. It's not like they're using ragu or something. But right. I, yeah, I don't know. That, that, <laughs> that hit me a little bit. I'm like, oh, it's so cruel. It's so cruel making them use tin tomatoes. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So where should we start with this one? Um, I actually really like this episode. I, yeah, I do too. It's, it's a little stereotypy. Mm-hmm. But and of course now I have La Donna Immobile in my head, <laughs> um, which is it's kind of an odd choice for a for an opera hmm. because I I don't know if you know that piece of music I don't it's from um, uh, Rigoletto it's a Giuseppe Verde it was the the opera that made him famous okay um, and after that he did La Traviata he did mm. Aida after that um, it that particular song is about how women are flighty and you can't trust them because their beautiful face is a lie (laughs) and they're always changing their, their words and their thoughts. Mm. And, um, and that is not the case with La Nonna here, the grandma, right? She's not flighty. That woman can hold a grudge for, you know, generations. Yeah. 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 So it's, I think it's a little bit of an odd choice. Hmm. There were so many, so many other, pieces they could have chosen. But I guess, I mean, I guess it's kind of the famous. Right. I feel like it was just to set the tone for the episode. Like we're going to Italy this time. 
which I have to say, so much more fun Ugh. than Eastern Europe. I'm so done with Latvians. And I know. I'm real sorry. Real sorry, guys. But you're just not that fun. Italians are just so much more fun. I know. They're so effusive. And it's just fun. Yeah. Colorful. I love it. Well, so in Italian is my jam. Right. So yeah, I also really love all things Italy. So yeah. that helps. I had trouble following the uh, the Italian dialogue though because really? yeah, um, they weren't speaking in dialect; they were speaking Italian. But they were the further south you go in Italy, the more mumbly and slurry the Italian gets, <laughs> and it's harder to understand. And these are, I'm guessing, they're Napolitan uh, or they're for they're uh, Neapolitan. Mm-hmm. Um, Italians because they reference the Camorra and the Camorra is a Neapolitan, uh, sort of like the mafia, but the mafia is Sicilian. Okay. And oh, the Camorra okay. is older, I believe. Okay. I actually looked up the Camorra cause I, I thought it was a real thing, but I wasn't entirely oh, it's sure. Real. Oh, it's definitely real. I, the one thing I thought was really interesting, it, it mentioned that it was like the mafia. So I had thought, oh, it must be an offshoot. It's the same structure basically as the mafia, but so, it's a different region. Okay. Well, so apparently the mafia is a really like top down structure. Yeah. And the Camorra is very um, horizontal. And actually, the Camorra has fingers in a lot of pies. Like it, yeah. it, it's got, obviously, well, in this case, it's got people in Australia, but historically, they have people in Spain, they have people in Rome, mm-hmm. they have people. So it's not, it, it originated in Naples, but. They they've spread out all over the place and they have ties and they they are allies with the mafia, hmm. so it, it's but it's the same kind of deal. It's a it's a hierarchical crime syndicate, mm-hmm. organized crime, um, usually family based. Yeah, um, but they're but they're they originated in Naples rather than okay. Palermo. What did you think of Jack trying to keep Friday out of this? So I was like, have you not learned anything at <laughs> this know, point? I know. I know, but his it was a more uh there was a sense of urgency to his, you know, trying to clamp that down. Well, and then we find out he's got this whole relationship with Conchetta, mm-hmm. which I was like, finally. <laughs> I know. Finally, Jack. Jack has a past, right. God. <laughs> and a present. And seems a present. Like. Yes. Yeah, I know. That's I gotta say, things. I was kind of rooting a little bit for Jack and Conchetta. Just because it was nice to see that side of Jack. Mm -hmm. And I like Conchetta. Actually, so I really, really like Conchetta to the extent that I think she's too good for Jack. And I love... She's pretty awesome. I love Jack. Obvs. But Conchetta, so great. But you know what? She's had lousy men in her life, and I can see why she would like Jack. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, there's there's much to like there. And she says, like, you have all the qualities that I would like in a man. But I really admire her. She's very forthright. She's yeah. very honest. Okay, but her Italian is super slurry, and I had a real <laughs> hard time understanding her. I was like, come on, enunciate, lady. I'm listening hard here, and I'm not getting it. <laughs> yeah. Vincenzo, okay. no problem. I had no problem understanding Vincenzo. He was fine. Enunciation aside, I could, Conchetta is such a fantastic She's character. She's freaking gorgeous. Yeah, also that. Yeah. And her wardrobe is pretty great. I love all her sparkly dresses. All of the wardrobe in this. Oh. <sighs> Is so Italian. It's yeah. hilarious. When I when I lived there, I used to get so frustrated because when I'd go shopping for clothing, the only colors you could get ever were black, white, cream, beige, and red. <laughs> and in the spring, sometimes if you were really lucky, you'd get either pale pink or baby blue. 
but hmm. it was like black and red. And, and that's what everybody's wearing in this, even Phryne. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the Italian color palette. <laughs> People look fab, you know, Italians, Italian skin tones look fabulous in blacks and reds and, you know, beiges and things. Mm-hmm. So hmm. like, I can see why that's the thing. But I was just laughing when, we're, when I'm watching this because I was like, oh, all the costumes follow the Italian color palette. <laughs> well, the, she wears some really bold coats, especially in this one. Yeah, but I mean, it's more black and red. Like, hmm. Like that, that the, blood um, red cloche that she's wearing. Yeah. Although of course she's wearing that, she has that purple velvet the purple? with the pirate cuffs. Yes. That is exactly what I put with pirate cuffs. They are pirate cuffs. I don't know what they're called. I'm sure that there I mean, is an, an actual I don't know term. anybody else than Captain Hook who no, wears those. They're so, they are pirate cuffs. With the big buttons yeah, and the, with oh, the pointy. Yeah. And the tapers yep, out the trapezoidal yep. structure. Yes. That yep. coat is fantastic. The lining of that coat is oh, I missed that. bright freaking red. Like Blood oh, red. Yeah. It's just stunning. You don't expect it. She turns and you're like, whoa, look yeah. at that. Yeah. Oh, that coat. Love it. And then yeah. she wears uh, another really amazing coat. At the funeral? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my god. And gosh. I love her. She's, she's so smart about her necklines. You know, like I'm, I'm built in such a way that the boat neck, I'm wearing a boat neck right now. Boat neck works on me. But for her, she does the strong lapels and then the straight across camisole mm-hmm. that's fairly low cut but you don't see any cleavage right like that works so well on her and with her pale skin you get this beautiful kind of trapezoid of pale right. skin there and she wears a lot of things that have a lot of great like great detail in the actual lapel yeah and so that coat that yeah. she wears to the funeral is like black silk and it's got that gorgeous red embroidery. Is it like poppies? Is that what the pattern is? Maybe. Maybe I it's abstract. Know. I don't know. I was trying it's to figure out what big it was. Flowers that are embroidered in yeah. bright red. But the the drape of that coat as she walks, it made me want to be so a rich lady. Sweet. I know. <laughs> like I want to be a rich lady so I can just have all my things be made out of silk. But you know, that that look and that drape and that and the sheer yardage of fabric, that's what I think of when I think of opulent, wealthy mm-hmm. women, especially of period pictures like it's a bad example but Cruella DeVille wore <laughs> we have we have used that her as same an example. shape of coat like right. that like look how many yards are of fabric are in this coat this is an expensive it, coat it'd be so expensive and if you are a woman of a certain age drapier larger things are very flattering mm. especially on thin women and actually Cruella DeVille has a similar body type too <laughs> We love you, Franny. I feel like Cruella is maligned here because they're... She's the evil twin. Yes, she kills puppies, but she also she's also kind of fabulous. Yeah, she is. She is kind of fabulous. <laughs> but they they dress very similarly. Yeah, but there is, you know, there is a certain opulence. And you look, you compare that with, say, Dot. Mm-hmm. And Dot is wearing very functional, no-nonsense, right. colors that hide dirt, um, fabrics that can be easily washed or mended. Mm-hmm. Very Crushed modest. velvet can't be washed or mended. <laughs> Linen is it takes you have to iron it every second of your right. life. So yeah, it's just that friny opulent look is mm-hmm. so beautiful, and she fits right in with like that scene at the funeral. I'm thinking that's an expensive funeral. Did you see the Victorian hearse with the horses with the black ostrich plumes on oh, their wow. heads? They spent some bucks on that funeral. <laughs> so obviously the Camorra was paying for that. Right. Yeah. That, that scene drives me crazy because they're sitting in the car watching all of this stuff go down and the Italian mafia people, okay, Camorra people are not the least bit subtle about their allegiances and like who is at top at the top and right. Jack's like oh well, Papa Antonio and, is the patrone and, and for Patrino Patrino yes 
But the, yeah. They would have, I mean, they would have been noticed sitting there watching this whole thing go down. It's not, it's not at all subtle. And they're all sitting like on opposite sides of the church, like we're in the Godfather here. And, And then, but you know, for a family feud, that's been going on for generations. They sure have a lot of crossover. Cause let's see, Sal, you know, Salvatore is playing one side off the other, as mm-hmm. we find out. And both the old generation and the young generation were trying to run off with each other. <laughs> Romeo and <laughs> Juliet know, it's style. True. It's true. The old generation was too. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's the guy's name? Salvatore. Uh, Roberto Salvatore. Yeah. Yeah. I Who was pretty young. I thought he was being so young. Such a high up capo. Yeah. No, I, he was too young. His face was too young. I mean, also, when you see him in the docks, it does not that apparent. But then later I'm like, he's like 25. He, he's What's a baby. Going on? Yeah. yeah. He's got like no like, lines on his face. I don't want to see your Kimura boy band. <laughs> no, he's way too young. And the scar is really funny because it's just so like, I don't know. Here's my scar. But what I love and also drives me kind of crazy, but I find really funny is that there are two or three times that in this episode, somebody is trying to describe what he looks like and they never. Like he has a, a scar. Well, they, they get to that like the third thing. So Jack yeah. is act- asking for a description of the shooter yeah, at the sorry. docks. Yeah, I'm sorry. Someone has a big-ass scar on their face. Right? That's the first thing <laughs> you notice. Bert is like, wiry fellow. Uh, Natty mustache. Yeah, fancy mustache. And then uh, Franny's like, a really big scar. Or maybe it was Dot. No, it was Franny. And I'm like, why wouldn't you list that first? That's kind of the key. Facial scars are always that's, the first thing. That's always notice. the first thing. But then it happens like how much again. Crap Tina Fey gets. Right. And her scar right, right, right. is barely visible. Right. And everyone's like, what's with the scar? I know. Yeah, they get crap for it. So yeah. it also, you I know, let's use it for. Scar, so do you, I'd have some faded now, but yeah, it it used to be very very big. Well, that is not the first thing that I would point out to you, describe you. If Just you had so you met know. me twenty years ago, you'd be like, "Wow, what happened?" <laughs> really, cat? Oh, cat. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag cat. childhood cat. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, facial scars are very noticeable. Yeah, so it's it kind of made me laugh each time when that yeah. was like the last thing they mentioned like uh, start with the facial scar yeah, yeah. start there even like when you see people they have little nicks on their eyebrows mm-hmm. like your mm-hmm. eye goes straight to yeah, that right any kind of anomaly yeah i i kind of think of roberto salvatore as like the spackle of this episode he he would get shoved into any of the plot holes like, we yeah. need a guy to do... Where were you on Thursday? I was with Roberto. Right. Right, exactly. And then, and then, then we're the going to marry him to Conchetta. And, and then we're going to... I know. And you can tell... And Conchetta's like 11 years older than he is right. or something. Yeah. Like, and when you, at the end, when he gets found out, you can really see his age. Because he looks like a schoolboy <laughs> who's does. been found out stealing the candy. Like... He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I may, yeah, I killed her. Yeah, he does not look like top guy in the Camorra no. there. Yeah, he's schoolboy. It's he he was too young and to the play pa- that role. And the Petrino is like, what? <laughs> oh, I am Nico, so shocked. You betray me. Like, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Roberto was fabulously dressed at that funeral mm. that black suit with that dove gray homburg and the dove gray tie and the dove gray and it wasn't like like jack would never wear a gray that pale mm-hmm. never he would go straight for the dark slate color and roberto was like look at my dove gray hat i look fabulous and he mm-hmm. did it like yeah it, and it was it stuck out everybody else is wearing black and he's in this fabulous hat and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's a beautiful so it kind of was akin to like baby blue 
yeah. baby blue is not not a practical color. No. And it's kind of splashy it's, in this way. It's and very so, light. It's, yeah. it's something that's going to require care. Also, he's one of the few men who can pull off a mustache. Yeah, he did have he a fancy totally mustache. He can totally pull off was a it, mustache. Did Bert say natty? I, I think that was me. Okay, I think he but said I fancy, like that. But it's, yeah. It is natty. Um, Guido. Let's talk about Guido and Franny. Guido. Does he have to be named Guido? I know. Really? That's the only name I guess that so. you could come up with? I guess. I guess that's all we had. Not yeah. Amadeo. That's a cool name. Not Andrea, which is the most popular male name in Italy. Hmm. At least these days. I don't know about back then. That's confusing because it sounds feminine. I know, but it's a male name. Right. Yeah. Andrea well, Bocelli. Oh, okay. Well, I mean. I know. Yeah. Guido. Yeah, really? Guido, I and just, he's involved with organized crime? Uh, Come on. I just, ugh. I don't, I do not like this guy. I'm sorry. And the, the, the scene, the love scene with him and Franny after she stupidly breaks in and is sneaking around and apparently he's sleeping in a room just not far away. Like he comes out in his pajamas yeah so he was right there the other guy anyway. who's the who's the rival patrino what's his name I can't. uh papa antonio oh antonio had nice pajamas those red pajamas with the white pipe yeah okay but explain explain why this family who clearly makes a good living at their restaurant which i think is actually filmed at the back of franny's house oh um because it sure looks like it it I think might be part of the Royal Exhibition Hall okay. in Melbourne. Because the exterior shot, I was like, is that the back of Franny's house? <laughs> oh, I see. The courtyard, of course. I'm sorry. I was over at Strano's. We're back at oh. the whoever. Yeah, no. Okay. Strano's. Okay. I yeah. think that restaurant is filmed some it, as part of some really okay. big building in well, Melbourne. It's like another white Italian building. And yeah. I'm like... Do they only have one? <laughs> <laughs> they have several. I think this is the Royal Exhibition Hall. Okay. I think. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they're eating breakfast in their jammies in the restaurant itself. No. They would not do this. They would not. No. no. And there is also, a family kitchen. There's a family dining area. The, these people are not poor. They are not, you right. know. And also, I can't, I can't speak for every region in Italy because Italy is highly regional. But I spent some time with a family, living with a family, and... You got dressed before yeah, you came down right. for breakfast. Yeah. You didn't eat breakfast in your jammies. No, it does not it's make sense. It's part of the whole Bella Figura thing. Like well, you you look nice all the time, even if you're yeah. just around your mom. It doesn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense in this country. It's It makes even less sense to Italians, I think. Yeah. But then also, There were why? nice PJs, though. I mean, they were. They were beautiful. <laughs> they were really beautiful jammies. Yeah. Um, that is the scene where they are supposed to lift up their sleeve to show that their upper arm is not cut. Right. Because she had stabbed the unknown intruder. Right. They barely lift those. There is so much room left at yeah. their upper arm for the wound. It drives me crazy. They barely lift them. And yeah. so why were they in pajamas? Was it for the lifting up the sleeve scene? And so they I couldn't guess. actually lift them? The, I, I don't I don't know. I don't understand. Also, like they were clearly inspecting the ciabatta or whatever for that day. Like they had the whole, that day's baking of bread right there on the table. Oh, I thought that was breakfast. It was like meats and cheeses and bread, which is I just pretty... saw a big pile of bread. I'm like, did they get their bread? Deli-? Like what? I don't know. I think that was breakfast. But- Cause that, I mean, you don't that, eat your break. The family they wouldn't be eating in the dining room where no. the patrons go. No, they wouldn't. They would because you'd have to wash the damn tablecloths again. Like, right? Yeah. No. It'd you be eat no in the sense. kitchen, or you have a, your own little family right. dining room somewhere. 
Yeah. It made no sense, A, that they were wearing yeah. their jammies, and B, that they were in the actual dining room of the restaurant. So, right. And then, and then C, that they barely lifted their sleeves to show they weren't right. wounded. And Phryne and Jack let them get away with that. And well, I'm sorry. And the scene where, no. Fry, where Phryne shows up and has a late dinner yeah. with um, Conchetta, that I can see. Because yeah. oh, it's yeah. the end of the night. Like, we'll just sit down at this table, mm-hmm. have a glass of wine. That like, makes sense. That makes sense. Morning. You don't catch Conchetta in her jammies, do you? No, yeah. you do not. She's always dressed very nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. That whole thing. Nope. I okay, this is random, but I love the bit with the missing bead on the rosary. Oh yeah. And how Hugh now knows how many beads are on the rosary. It's like they, it should be fifty nine. I've been studying. <laughs> they did a really good job of weaving that in to the yeah. episode, I think. That plot line of of Hugh trying to Although, become Catholic. Hugh, I'm sorry. At this point, Hugh still has a long way to go in the evolution of Hugh, but Hugh has gotten to the, he's already come to terms with the thing called the paradox of the modern woman and stuff we've talked about in, in recent episodes between him and dot. And now he's looking like, Oh, you mean you don't want to obey me? And I'm like, come on. Yeah. Did you just take 10 giant steps back? He really did. And then his stupid face at the end, when the priest takes Dot's slight blackmail seriously (laughs) and says, well, you know, times have changed. And then Hugh looks like he's been hit over the face with a two by four. Like, come on, come on. Yeah. I I wanted to take Dot aside at that point and be like, are you sure? You sure about this one? And I, I don't know. I, I know more about Catholicism than I do about Protestantism, but I don't know about pre-Vatican II Cause, oh, first of all, that funeral would have been in Latin. This is before oh, the chants were in true. Latin, but this is pre-Vatican too, right? Uh, anyway, um, I, I don't know. I don't know when the Catholic Church evolved its stance on obey and all that, but it's been my understanding that at least in the 20th century, they've they haven't been as bad as it's, it's usually like the evangelical churches that still mm-hmm. use obey. I mean, even God, even in the 1880s, the Protestant churches weren't using the word obey. And really? A lot of them were not. Mm. I feel like that. it might be church by church, too. It, yeah, it could be. But, but the Catholic Church is so hierarchical. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. they. I mean, I was confused because it sounded like it was the pamphlet that was for the entire Catholic Church, but then the way that Father O'Leary, O'Leary framed it at the end made it sound like he was just going to bend the rules for his well, parish or something. Yeah. I don't know. It is also, still a thing that couples go to... Catholic couples go to a priest for marriage counseling before yeah. they get married. It's still yeah, a thing. Protestant. And, I mean, they do yeah, that too. So yeah, and yeah. so there would have been a pamphlet or whatever. But the whole obey your husband in all things. I'm not sure if in the late 1920s they would have been so strident about mm. that. I don't eh, know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's still we haven't gotten rid of that. Well, completely. sure, we haven't. <laughs> but I, but it's more. I don't know. I feel like it's more of an unspoken than, thing mm. than a, than a spoken yeah. thing. Well, it does. It should not take a priest determining this for you. <laughs> to realize that maybe Dot is worth more than just being his obedient servant or whatever he's trying to make her be. Right. So, yeah. Hugh, you're going to... You you still have a ways to go here, buddy. Also, like, how many times has Dot looked like she was going to murder you? Right. When you say something that dumb and you know it, like, come on. Oh, and then he, like, reaches over and then she, like, pulls her hand away and she's like... Like, why, Hugh, did you really think this was the moment? Um, so there was, 
I know we're kind of jumping around here. We always do, though. That's uh, our that's, that's our way. <laughs> um, when towards the end, when one of the many times they show up to question Vincenzo at the restaurant, and Vincenzo starts opening up a bit about the Camorra and what they have to do, and and then his dad says Omarte, and mm-hmm. which. Omerte is not a word that I know, but omerta mm-hmm. is a thing. So at least in Sicily, and I think actually Southern Italy as a whole, omerta is this concept of honor. Oh, I thought it was silence. It is silence. That's part of it. So it's um, it's an honor code of silence towards outsiders mm. and non-cooperation. Okay. So that's why when he says it, the guy clams up right and well i also don't feel that he would have opened up about 10 or 15 feet away from from you know, i mean patrino yeah. yeah based on everything that he and mariana say is going to happen to them if they get found out why would you even be in the same room when you're revealing this information well, let's, let's elope out the back alley right of the rival restaurant <laughs> i know yeah, let's do that in broad daylight. Right. In broad daylight. Let's not have a car waiting for us or anything. When the let's cop just is on his down. way to arrest one of us or right. both of us. Yep. Yeah. They did not play that right. But they're young. <sighs> <laughs> um, okay. So back to Guido. What are your feelings on um, on him and Franny and that whole, mm, that whole deal? Okay. Yeah. That's where I am at too. And I feel it's bad not about just it. The, it's not just the age difference. It's just he's slimy. And handsy. He's very handsy. Also, okay, here, this is a little thing, but it immediately got my back up as soon as he, like, before before any of that happened, right at the beginning, she's trying to question him with Jack, and he's totally ignoring her because she's the woman, of course. But they were strangers at that point, and she's obviously wealthy, and she's he runs a restaurant where he has to be polite to customers. He uses the informal form of the language with her. From the get-go. Oh, interesting. And that, I was like, what? So just like, you know, just excuse me when he says scusa. That's that's the informal. He should be saying scusi, which is what you say to A, a stranger, Hmm. or anybody you want to treat with respect. And it happens over and over again. Even Vincenzo uses aspetta, wait, with her, which he uses the informal with her, not the formal. And she's older than he is. Huh. And I'm thinking like, what? The, I don't know. I don't know if that's a writing the, thing. They or, need to read the pamphlet on how to be they polite would, to your elders. But they, but they would have been unfailingly polite. Yeah. It, that's yeah. what didn't jive with me. If you're in customer service, yeah. you know those rules. And you know that these are old world people. Right. In the early 20th century, when, when people were more formal with strangers, they would absolutely have been unfailingly polite hmm. to them. That I think you are right. And, and it just happened over and over and over again. I'm like, come on, conjugate your verbs properly. <laughs> yeah, I, this got past me because I do not speak well, that language. But. When Phryne surprised everybody by oh. using, <laughs> she used the correct conjugation when she's like, per favore continuate, like the, uh-huh. y'all continue. <laughs> but every time Conchetta says, excuse me, I have to leave, she uses the singular informal to a whole group of people. Huh. And I was like, No. No, N-O. I know. I'm, I love that Friday reveals I'm like nerding it. out about Italian grammar here. It's all right. Immediately, this jumped out at me. I had Guido in my slime ball category because I was like, he doesn't even treat her with mm, respect yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, that's really interesting. But he's all handsy with her. Yeah. And she's letting him. 
And then when she comes back later in her fabulous post-funeral garb and he just grabs her, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Is that when he's in the courtyard? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I didn't like that at all. With the stereotypical checkered tablecloths right, and all that. Right. I think, I think I remember that that courtyard is the courtyard at Ripponlee. It's you, it's the courtyard oh. of one of the big mansions that they filled out. Which but. is also Aunt P's house, right? Yes. And it has been many things. <laughs> many, many, and many Dot's things. first employer. And basically, the, if you see any Australian show, Ripponlee's going to be in there somewhere. You must not have that many. They have like three. It's Ripponlee, uh, Labasa, and then Werribee are like huh. the three mansions that they use for You're everything. totally going there, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so they, yeah, I did not like how familiar he was with her out of nowhere. I mean, I know yeah. that they had this midnight makeout session after she broke in. Or more than makeout. But yeah, I ugh, ugh. I really did not like it. it, it honestly, hairy. it mm-hmm. makes me squirm to watch it. It makes me very uncomfortable. And I, I feel bad. These are my own feelings about Guido. This is not to do with Franny. She is free to do what she will, but this is not the guy I would have chosen for Franny. As I have said before, I question Franny's taste in men. Yeah. Except for Jack. And so I really wrestle with this from my, like a standpoint of feminism. She likes the gross ones. I, yes. Right. And I feel like, okay, so if you flip it over the male protagonist, it's always a gorgeous woman. Always. It's right. got, like without fail. It's has, always a has Bond girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We are we come to expect the man to fall for the Bond girl. And we are not given that in the reverse. It's still, yeah. It's still like these schlubby assholes who date supermodels. Yeah, pretty much. And who only date super like they're well, because I, I deserve a supermodel. Like, screw you. <laughs> yeah, I don't I feel like we should we we should be given the same caliber. Yeah. Of love interest that men get. Someone get this girl Pierce Brosnan yeah, circa I mean, 1995. Like, like, I, I feel like there's a handful of really good looking men that she yeah. gets together with in this show. So yeah. it's not everybody. I sure. just want to, it's not a blanket even, statement. You know, even the, t- I, I got plenty of love for the tango instructor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's super old and he's natty he's and awesome. Old. And I don't think he's actually that old. It's he, just his hair was salt and pepper. I think he's. Okay, okay. I think well, it, he's whatever. up there. He's actually. very, he's very nice looking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I have no I, qualms. I think he's pushing 70. That's my what? guess. Yeah. That's my official guess. Oh no. Uh, okay. I just, dis- I disagree, but okay. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm wow, going to look it up now. I could be totally wrong, but I, <laughs> he struck she, me as much older than her, t- her normal type, I which feel is like, fine. I don't care. Great. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. But, but yeah, why, why does she have to, why is she in the Guido? Right. And and so, I mean, this show gives me so many things that I love and that I didn't realize I needed in a show. I need always very good looking men to get together with Friday, which is not fair. It is not fair. But, because, but the others, the, it's gone the other way for how long? I know. and the, But in the reverse, like I'm always saying, why does it have to be a Bond girl that the guy goes for? Can we not, you know, change the standard of beauty that we expect, you know, can't we like change the concept right. of what the beautiful woman looks like? Right. So on the one hand, I'm, it's very hypocritical of me to be this upset. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm not that sad about it. <laughs> okay. You know, I just, I, I, women have been subjected to this for so long. Yeah. I can't bring myself to care about the injustice to the poor dudes. Like I just, I can't. Yeah. 
I would I would like them to be prettier. Mr. Lean. <laughs> Where's Mr. Lean when he's you need him? Beautiful. And right? he's he's younger. Yeah. And so then you get the, the he's, like he's the bond the older girl. woman, younger man. Like he yeah. is the bond girl of Yes. He's the bond girl she deserves. Exactly. Exactly. He's hot and tasty and feminist. He's beautiful. Yes. Ugh. No more Guidos, please. Mr. Lean, come back. We miss you. I know. You. I know. In the books, he's is an she, ongoing is he a, character. A regular booty call? Yeah. She's his good. Con- no, she's his concubine oh, in the books, and excellent. it's fantastic how and it causes real upheaval in her. Like, so there is a Mrs. Butler in the books. Mr. Oh. and Mrs. Butler threaten oh. to quit because what? because he's getting married and she's going to continue the relationship with him, which is a deal she struck with his grandmother when she rescued him from a pirate ship. But anyway, that's a whole yeah. No, you got to read the books. Okay, <laughs> you got to read. Books are really You're blowing fun. my mind a little bit. Yeah, here. I know. There's a lot, lots of twists and turns that we do not see in the TV show. But wow. I really love the books. It's a, it's a, it's a slightly different take on the same world. Um, but I also like finding the little uh, kernels of the stories that we see in the TV show. As yeah. like as I'm going along, I'm like oh, they use that in you know season two, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah it's it's fun. Um, okay. Did you find the information on? I'm I'm looking. How old? The I tango. can't find. I can't. What's the name of the episode? The, uh, the tango one would have been season two, episode one. Murder most scandalous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murder most scandalous. Wow, you're so good. <laughs> you know most. how full my brain is of things about Miss Fisher's murder mysteries. Other vital pieces of information get shoved aside so yeah. that I always know which episode something is in. Carlos from is that him? Yeah. Carlos, his name is. That, I can't. I can't roll. There's my no R's. picture of him. I I would love his to be. His real to name roll. is Fabio Robles. Oh, why didn't they go with that? He didn't need a character name. That I'm is not, it. Yeah. I mean, Fabio there are probably some logistical reasons, but Robles. Um, he's beautiful. There is no way he's close to seventy. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, he's in his fifties. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. He looks older than that to me. It's just his hair. It's not his face it's isn't his, wrinkled. Like he doesn't He have, reminds me of like a Ben Kingsley sort. Yeah. I where can he see that. looks sort of ageless, but there's that's maybe that's why I thought he was much older because okay. he has that sort of ageless look. Right. But hmm. yeah. Wisdom. He's seen a lot of things in his ears. <sighs> I know something. I'm sure a lot of dance partners. Yeah, right. He's taught a lot of. He really is. He is a dancer. There's a the link I found. I believe that very much. Yeah, he runs some dance studio. So Mm. I bet he has a lot of takers. Oh boy, yeah. (laughs) Especially after that show, they're probably like, "I would like to learn to tango." But he probably has these like, you know, frumpy housewives like suddenly wanting to take up up tango, and he's probably like, "Oh, what have I done?" I that yeah, I'm pretty much in that category. Frumpy housewife who wants to learn to tango with the hot guy on Miss Fisher. Not a housewife, but definitely frumpy. So that's me. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, feel real, feel real bad about my my feelings about the Guido finding partnership. I don't but, feel bad about that. Okay. I just don't because okay. he's gross. I yeah, he's gross. Yeah. Um, I do love the scene in when they're interviewing him. At the station. Oh, I wrote that down. And Jack is like looking at yes, like, his well, look you, is so you great. You clearly did it last I night. I know. Yeah. When Friday's like, and handled it bravely, I and might he's add. like, thank you for saying so. I like that you think like this. I think it's And Jack says. is like, come <laughs> on. 
I know. I love. And he his didn't face. even roll his eyes. Like that. That was remarkable restraint there. But just the <laughs> just like the looking at one and then oh, looking at the yes. other. The slow head turn. It's so good. Yeah. It's so so good. I laughed out loud. At but that it, one. it make again. It makes me cringe the way she's like. You are so brave. I'm like, oh, oh, yuck. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I like the tension. There's a lot of good tension in this one between Jack and Franny. And and it's like it's real in a way that it hasn't been in the past. Like there's always been banter. They're always kind of teasing each other and flirting. But this is like a this is new because the stakes just got higher as soon as Conchetta was uh well, and I saw, and I saw Franny's little look like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, clearly there's history his here. And holding his hand as he leaves, uh-huh. Yeah. His embarrassed face when he, when he first goes into Strano's right after the, they investigate the murder, he's, and he sees Conchetta and he's got this like embarrassed, like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Nice and I bet he's you. real glad right there that Italians greet each other with kisses. Oh yeah. You know, no, it's, it's just so cute. His but then when Franny, Franny picks up on it immediately. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. immediately but and, but interestingly she's not i didn't think she was overly jealous i thought it was more like well way to go kind of kind of oh, like I oh didn't. i think she is jealous her radars go way up she goes back to basically see what she can get out of conchetta i suppose i, I mean don't know. she's no she's on high alert well here. i love how jack handles it when he's like well what is that what, what would you call it an old friend yes so good. <laughs> yeah. What's the phrase I've heard? Old friend. Yeah. Yes. And then later she's like, when you say old friend, oh, and she's yeah, got the forgot, high yeah. the high squeaky voice that I love. Um, I guess do you that's mean, true. Like, old friend like Mac or old friend like Captain Compton. And then he gets out of it by saying, well, she didn't save me from the wreckage yeah. of a plane in Madagascar, if that's what you mean. But it's, yeah, it's pretty funny. No, she is ruffled. That well, her but, feathers but are I feel ruffled. like she also has, maybe I, maybe I've picked up on it differently because I feel like she also has respect for Conchetta because yes. this ain't no flighty secretary. Like, right. Conchetta's on par with Franny. Yeah. I think there is a I real. I mean, Jack's got expensive taste in ladies, <laughs> whatever the equivalent He's of that is. He's got good taste, I think. He does. Yeah. He, like he, he likes, he likes the, women of substance. Women of substance, women of style, women mm-hmm. who are basically not la donna immobile like not the flighty <laughs> right pretty girl yeah and i mean we've seen that cachetta is very honest and very kind and she possesses a lot of good qualities as does franny so yeah yeah i think his taste is very good yeah but i do i love that i mean the stakes are really up now yeah that franny knows that she has a contender and, and a worthy one a worthy one yeah like a worthy adversary this ain't no uh tennis player lady right whose name I am tempor- temporarily blanking on. But anyway, Angela Lombard. There we go. Um, she ain't no she's Angela. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she's she's a real contender. So I, it's fun to I see. I don't know. It's I fun. was like, I'll, you know, Conchetta, like you can call me if you're not like. <laughs> oh, there is so much fan fiction about Conchetta. Oh. There are many, many, many pieces about her and Jack. So She's awesome. Yeah, she is awesome. Yeah. Like she's She's great. She's a great character. And that's why I say, like, I think she's a little too good for Jack. Like, well, it's kind of funny because I don't know. I don't know if she's set up for the viewer to hate her because she's a rival to Franny. Mm. But I can't. No. She's too great. Like, I. I Yeah. She's given a lot in this storyline. I don't I don't think we're supposed to dislike her. And uh, you're right. Franny is very respectful of her. And yeah. I think that's what's terrifying her. But, like, you know, you know Franny's other rival, Rosie. Right. Jack's ex. 
Rosie's Ro- like, I'm like, uh, Rosie. She was, I mean, comparatively, she was very catty. Yeah. Uh, and Conchetta's and not. Conchetta's Conchetta's not. And they have, she doesn't need to compete. No, and I love that they have that unspoken, like, yes, I'm a friend as well. It's yeah. so great across the table. Like, okay, we're just going to nod and eat yeah. our meal. And, and we are going to recognize that we are both vying quite and and quite equal we are yes. very much equals here i know it's great which which makes me a little sad the whole thing with conchetta and the stupid arranged marriage to yeah. this like pipsqueak <laughs> mobster yeah less i'm less concerned about the pipsqueak and more concerned about the mobster well but part. also she is still in this subservient role yes. to his dad like well, she's he, being married off he's like conchetta get in here and you know and you don't talk to conchetta like that <laughs> You don't talk to a uh, woman of that caliber like that. No, uh-uh. No. Yeah, I I think it is showing us just how little recourse she had. I mean, right. how little well, recourse Well, her women... first marriage was arranged and he uh-huh. was awful. Right. And that was also a Kimura thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, she's just being used and she yeah. says like the village she knows. cow. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I don't know that in actuality she would have been quite as forthright as she is like the i don't know maybe but whatever but i don't know i think about her versus who's the who's the other gal the one who wants to run away with vincenzo what's her name oh Ma- mariana Ma- mariana um i think about conchetta and i think about mariana and there's an age difference there but also i just feel like conchetta has so much more substance than yes Although we we see a little bit more of who Mariana, what Mariana's made of when we when it re, when it's revealed that Nonna beat her with the rolling right. pin and she just comes across as being very young and a little um, there's less steel in her. Mm-hmm. Although there's more steel than we think when we when she petulant. Ma- that's what it is. Yeah, petulant's a good word. That's it. Is. Yeah. So yeah, Conchetta, very high caliber. <laughs> yeah, Mariana. Yeah, she'll maybe she'll get, get there, there maybe. <laughs> In prison, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe she won't. Poor Conchetta. I know. Oh, sorry. Poor Mariana. Poor Mariana. Yeah. And I, once again, I know we've talked about this before, but, like, the fact that it means you hang when you kill somebody, like, ooh, I, that always still I, gets me. But did they hang women then? I don't know if they mm, did. You that's, know, that's the whole plot of the right. musical Chicago. Is that's right, yeah. Chicago's never hanged a woman. And this is also, like, 1929. Yeah. It's right before same the era. crash. Yep. Um, and and then somebody does hang in that, and it's like the first time ever they've actually hanged That's a woman. Right. So I don't know. Has by this point has Australia hanged a woman murderer? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But man, that's uh, yeah, those stakes are real high. Yeah, and it's I think every murder show like it's just such a formula now that we're used to. Right. That sort of like the punishment of the perp is you're like oh, and then they got twenty months or whatever. You yeah, know. Yeah, but whenever is, but whenever it's a uh, and often when it is these murders in these stories, often it is to a certain extent, a justifiable homicide because, mm-hmm. you know, someone's, someone's been abused. Someone's been. Right. And so I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying Nona deserved to die, but she clearly was abusive and controlling. And right. This woman felt like she had no other way out. Oh, she was going to be shipped back to Italy where she hadn't where she been had ever. Never been ever. Yeah. yeah. And basically ripped out of her life. And then so. probably forced on somebody there. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, it, she was facing real trauma. Yeah. And I can see why so she would So it's have, not as cut and dry. Right, exactly. There's a, a lot of gray area there. Yeah. But yeah. is she facing hanging for it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, Interesting. Oh, I was really interested to know a little bit more about the Italian population of oh, Melbourne of Australia. because yeah, I mean we've we've seen so many different groups. Yeah, and so and I and that's well, but very, that time you know the the eighteen basically after so that that opera. Um, Rigoletto came mm-hmm. out at the height of the Risorgimento, which was the unification of Italy, okay. which took decades to do because mm-hmm. Italy was a bunch of city states right. until 1871 was finally when that ended. So okay. Italy, as we know it, has only existed for like 150 years. Um, and shortly after that time, starting in like the 1880s until about 1930. Um, is basically when fascism took over to the twenties, thirties, um, there was a huge migration of especially Southern Italian, the Northern Italians really didn't migrate that much, but the people from Naples, people from Sicily, um, even some from Rome, they migrated and not just to America, but I would imagine to Australia. Well, it turns out the U.S. wasn't letting them in anymore. Right. So they're Oh, preferred. the U.S. was horribly racist yeah. towards... So they didn't consider them to be white. No, I know. Um, well, and they had a really hard time in Australia as well. They were, like, yeah. down at the bottom with Aborigines, basically. Right. Um, so the Literacy Act in the U.S. was in 1917, and it was the first bill aimed at restricting as opposed to regulating yeah. immigrants. Um, and marked a turn towards nativism. Hmm. Yeah. The more things change, the yeah. more they stay the same. Yeah. Um, so that imposed all these new laws, and they would not let Italians in at all. And so that that's the reason there was this huge influx of um, Italians going to Australia oh, instead. Oh, interesting. And so it was they also, were later because the U.S. This happened, let me see. Because, I mean, they started coming to New York in, like, the 1880s. Okay. Well, okay, in, twi- in 1921 the U.S. cracked down even yeah. more yeah, and they established a quota system. The U.S. has a long history of restricting immigration, even though our country is founded on it. But they, but we tend to have done it by ethnic group. Yeah. So there was the Chinese Exclusion Act. Right. There was, you know, there was the Japanese during World mm-hmm. War II. So we tended to go by ethnic Irish. group. Like who, yep. yeah, whoever we're hating on right now. Yeah, exactly. Whoever's at the bottom of the totem pole. And so yeah. when the Italians were at the bottom of the totem pole, that's when they acted out against them. Yeah. So then they all went to Australia. Interesting. Yeah. I, and then got treated like dirt there. Yep. Yay. But they were, I think there were few enough Australians that they actually had a bigger impact there. I would imagine, yeah, as a, as a percentage of the right, population. Yeah. yeah. Part, part of why organized crime was still, was such a problem ongoing in New York and New Jersey as well is because they could only, you know, the, the Americans, the Irish, whoever else was there already were so awful to them that they could only turn mm. to the Italians who had gotten there first. Yeah. Well, except Mussolini, that they also exploited them. That's where the organized crime came yeah. in. They, they did a lot of human trafficking of their own people. Right. So, um, but you know, in the U S the, the Italians were competing with black laborers mm. for jobs and the, you know, the black laborers were at the bottom of the, totally at the bottom of the heap and the Irish and the Italians were competing with them for the lowest wage job. So the black community hated the Italians just as much as the right. Irish did, as much as the wasps did everybody. Yep. Yeah. It's an awful mess. I know. <laughs> and, and it continues. It just yeah, takes we on just, different forms. We just hate Mexicans and Muslims now. Yay. Yeah. yeah that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, uh, let's see. What else? Oh, am I? so the 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 dish, the Strati oh. del Arcobaleno, <laughs> rainbow layers. Oh, really? That's what that okay. means. I, I and I looked it up. I don't think there is any such thing. Like I don't think there's a traditional dish. This sounds like that. A, a dish that my six year old daughter would make. Like it's rainbow layers. <laughs> I'm guessing it's basically a lasagna. Yeah. Right. Like with, it must be with different different like maybe a spinach layer, mm-hmm. maybe a like I don't know yellow bell peppers, maybe. Mm, I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's basically lasagna. I think you're right, but I love how it is pronounced. Strati del Arcobaleno. <laughs> the layers of the rainbow. It's like a full body. Yeah, Franny really leans into the yeah. Italian in this episode. She hits a real hard. There are some good quotes in this one. I didn't write down any quotes. I wrote down just moments there, and I think good quotes. Uh, in terms of how they live on in the fandom or how they have oh. like evolved to yeah. some degree. So the, would you like me to make a full confession when he's drinking coffee and she says, no, thank you. I prefer a never ending source of mystery and the never ending source of mystery phrase. It, it's its own thing now. Like it has just taken on That's its own funny. life. Yeah. So there's some, some, some big important quotes in this one. I um, mostly, I mostly noted the nonverbal stuff, like people's mm. reaction to things. Like at the very beginning when Hugh and Dot walk in, walk into the church and Hugh is creeped out <laughs> by Catholicism. Yeah. Cause if you, if you grow up Protestant, pro, I mean, there's no bleeding Jesus's there's, there's no, yeah, no. wounds. It's, it's a lot less visceral. Oh yeah. Catholicism yeah. is all about the wounds. Right. They're really hitting you over the head with doubting Thomas sticking his uh-huh. finger in like, that's so the route Catholic. That Jesus went like, it's, oh. it's, it's a thing. Yeah. The stations of the cross yeah. and all that with the, let's show you how much blood he lost yeah, on the way. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. No, the Catholics are very gory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love when they're having this shootout at the, um, at the docks. I just love the crates. The, the crates wood, are great. The wood burned the set, crates. Oh, the set is I was beautiful. Like, yeah, baby. Give me those tomato labels. <laughs> tomato. <laughs> tomato labels. What a tomato. That's so funny. <laughs> but we've got those giant bulky guns and they're sort of like pew, 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 yeah, pew. Yeah. <laughs> like kind of jabbing them. She even has the chance to monologue when he's, he's like, is that how, a, you know, a lady oh, yeah. And she's like, what? like this. I love that. <laughs> what kind of lady are you? This kind. Yeah. And she yeah, starts shooting. And, and then and tiny then she's, little gun. And, she, and, and she's riding massive. on the side of the car. What's that called? Sideboard, sideboard riding yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. And they're like pew pewing at each other from, I don't know, 20 feet away. And they yet don't hit each other. Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a, that's standard fare oh, for totally. any kind of shootout on yeah, a yeah. television series. You're Point like, blank really? range and really? they can't like, hit the broadside of a barn. The accuracy probably wasn't as great back then, but whatever. <sighs> um, yeah. Um, um, Vincenzo's got a great red tie oh, and yeah. red scarf. Yeah. He's a nice dresser. He's, yeah. And the, his suit is this very subtle, um, pinstripe that you can't see. Mm. I didn't notice the pinstripes until they found the rosary bead in his pant leg. Oh yeah. And okay. I was like, that's, I'm like rosary bead, whatever. Hey, pinstripes. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the tie, it's like this beautiful carnation red with the little diamonds and the yes. little line. That's gorgeous. It Meanwhile, is gorgeous. I even noticed it. That's top, beautiful. Jack's tie is hideous. <laughs> I that didn't notice red that. and blue thing. The maroon and well, <laughs> maroon and Navy are two of my least favorite colors, but hmm. yeah, the Vincenzo had a hell of a tie. Yeah. He just, he has a great face too. There's something really endearing about it. Yeah. I really liked him. Very, very Italian. Very like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although it's so funny the you know, these in the, in movies and television, I'm always curious to see 
where the actors are actually from, you know, because yeah. when you are of vaguely Mediterranean descent, you know, they might they, actually be Jewish. They right. might be Spanish. They might be you play everything. Yeah. Might be Lebanese or whatever. I, th- I think it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, who these people, where these people really come from and they all get stuffed into the Italian cattle call or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, uh, the scene where they're in her parlor sitting on the chaise. Yeah. And right I wrote yet more slinky black nightcap wear. Is that oh, what you're no, talking about? No, not that scene. The oh. one where they're still investigating and they're looking at the locket. Oh, oh, let's oh. talk about how she snags the locket out of the casket and makes Dot knock over the handles. Yes, yes. And I love that Dot's just, she sees this nod. <laughs> She's like, oh, I need to create a diversion. Oops. Boom. Yeah. And then Franny totally takes a locket out of, of a, a casket. casket. I know. And then they talk to Papa Antonio about it, like right afterwards. And why is he not pissed as hell? Like, that was private. Between- that was private. That was supposed to spend eternity with her. And, and Franny just And now she's it. in the ground and now it's too late. Exactly. Hello. Papa Antonio had every right to be really, really yeah. mad. And instead yeah. he's like, oh, yes, we were in love. And no, that is not how that would have played yeah. out. Uh-uh. He sh- that she was- could have like opened it, taken a look and put it back. Yeah. She could have. Yeah. She could have gone out back, checked it out, shown it to Dot or Jack or whoever, and then put it back in. So yeah. I feel like that was not cool. Like that was... I get what she was doing. She needed that information. She cell but... phones weren't invented yet. She could have <laughs> right. just taken Snapped a picture, picture of it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Texted it to 10 people. Yeah. That also was a huge locket. Like, it really was. With the chain on that thing, like you could have tied up a German shepherd with that <laughs> chain. Like <laughs> Maybe it had many functions. Oh, Who knows? Man. So, oh yeah. So they're in the, in the parlor looking at it, I think, sitting right. so close together on that chaise. So close. And he's got a hangover. Although I think I'm well, wondering if Nathan Page had a cold, yeah. and they they like went that direction with it, where he's drinking that red Not liquid. the grappa. Uh, well, so he's drinking some sort of like cold med or hangover med. Oh, okay. There's a. It reminds me. She makes some crack about. Oh, you had a lot of grappa last grappa night. Grappa will do that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. And he was up all night. I think considering Conchetta's offer of marriage, and uh, I love that she proposes to him I know, basically i know one more, more thing conchetta fandom just I give, love her. let's have a spin-off series about conchetta mm, yeah i think they could do that anyway they sit really 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 close and and do all of this intense flirting and like but again stakes are very high this is not their normal banter it's like uh we got rivals right things are well, actually moving franny has a rival franny has a rival we don't ain't no rival <laughs> yeah there's no rival for jack no He's in his own stratosphere. Yeah. Um, Guido's a Guido's a regretful footnote. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Guido. <laughs> um, a couple other costume notes. I at the beginning, I so Franny has some good uh, silk blouses. I, mm. I think the jury's out on that plaid one. Although the blood red hat she pairs it with is so gorgeous with like the chartreuse feather sticking oh, out of yeah. it. Oh yeah, man. And it just fits with like the Italian thing and the red wine and the murder and the seriousness and the funeral. Oh, it's just so good. But at the beginning, she's wearing another silk blouse that's got that, I think it's like a Japanese pattern. It's white with like the red petal design. Hmm. Oh yeah. It's like a tessellated pattern. That thing it's is got the beautiful. scarf. Yeah. That goes yeah, yeah into that little scarf. And the pattern holder. is like this little fan yeah. shaped, almost like a flower petal. That thing was lovely. It's really nice. It reminds me of 
uh, when I think something she wears in Queenscliff. Huh. Kind of that red oh, blouse, yeah. like it's with, with the lacquer umbrella and all that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely on par with that. And I also feel like Dot's palette expands just slightly here hmm. because she's not just doing the peach and peach and beige thing, <laughs> but she's also she starts branching into some wine colored stuff. Yeah. Like she's wearing sort of a wine colored cloche that's really lovely on her, and um, with that she wears like this. Uh, I think it's a dress. It's sort of wine colored with like a poplin spray sort of deal. Um, just really nice. Just it's subtle, but this slight branch mm-hmm. out, like it's more womanly, less girly hmm. on her, which I think fits with her it where does. her character's going. Yeah, especially in season three. Yeah, huh. and it's you know especially with the she's taking charge of her religion, of her household, mm-hmm. of her right. Yep. Yeah, really great. Um. The outfit that Franny wears in the nightcap scene. It's like yet another slinky black. Oh, I love it. Lacy thing. It's so and dramatic. Her brooch is like at it's her hip. Huge. It is huge. It's That's like, probably why it's on her hip and not yeah. like on her. But I love that it's used as like the closure or yeah. something. But what she's wearing is actually very scandalous. It's you kind can, of barely there. It's barely there. You can 100% see through to like what I think is probably a camisole, but kind of looks like a bra. Yeah. And it's. It's wow. sort of like one of my favorite movies is Some Like It Hot. I think we've talked about oh, this. Oh, yeah. That dress oh that Marilyn gosh. Monroe wears at the end. It's filthy. It's filthy. <laughs> you know how many men I have seen their eyes bug out of their head? And this is like everybody everybody dismisses like the 50s as right. being this really prudish mm-hmm. time. And then you see that, that dress. dress. That would, I feel like She's that. like falling out of that dress and clearly not wearing a bra. No, it barely, it's like just covering her nipples. Oh my I God. Mean, it's just, and it she's is, like a second from falling out. Yeah. Like it's wow. It is. That is extra that dress. I remember and, one time, I mean, I've seen that movie at least a thousand times, but one, one time I saw it when I was in college with my then boyfriend, we were watching it at his parents' house and if his parents had seen it and they were liberals, but I remember his dad came in just for that scene because <laughs> he knew that movie. Awkward. And even then he'd seen it before. And even then I watched his eyes just bug out of his head. This is like a 60 year old man. And yeah. I'm like, I, I know that dress. He's like that dress. And we're I all know. like that dress. Yeah. Yeah. No, that dress is unreal. Yeah. But yeah, the, the end scene should we talk about that now? Are we ready? Or yeah. were there some other yeah, things? Yeah, I'm, I'm through my list. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's really nicely done. So, I mean, we see Phryne pining, basically. Totally she's, pining. Yeah. She looks like she's on the verge of tears. Yes, she does. She's really making some calculations. She's really, like, like trying to... Shit, Conchetta's uh-huh, going to get him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, she's figuring things out in her head, and none of it's going her way. Yeah. And you can read that on her face very plainly. And so then this nice surprise with Jack showing up with a bottle of wine. Yeah. And his face, OMG, it is on. If you see him, he like sidles past. So Mr. Butler opens the parlor door and he just like scoots right around Mr. Butler with this bottle of wine and his look. You have analyzed this with like a fine tooth comb. uh, Yes. (laughs) This is what I love about the show. But I mean, really, his face is like. Boom, it is on. He is, yeah, it's it's amazing. Just to watch his face in the scene. He, he, he is knows. so good at the subtle. He is. Subtle he knows little. what he wants, and it is very clear. It's very clear, clearly her. He's and still got to make out with Conchetta a bit. 
I know, but like, but she was like, a, you're taken. He's such can, a good, in such a good place. Like here, this woman has just proposed to him. So he has this really excellent offer on yeah, the table, Yeah, but he yet wants this other woman and he's like going to go and get her. And he's been buoyed by Conchetta's offer. Yeah. Right. I mean, that just makes you, well, come on, you know, his, your feathers would fluff up if somebody yeah. <laughs> did that. And then, yeah. Then you'd, you'd feel extra fluffy when you went to the person that you were really wanting. But why didn't they just get on with it that night? Uh, Come on. Well, I will tell you. We've been teasing around this for how long now? This episode, Nightcap, uh, is the start of many, many fan fictions. I'm sure it is. Many. It's it's such a good one. I'm sure. I mean, it is ready to. I hope that he picked like French wine or something. Why? Well, Well, it would be Italian. I I disagree because it'd be like, well, I I picked you, but you know my ex sent me with this nice wine. Like that feels weird to me. Hmm. Maybe he snagged a bottle as he went out the door. That's weird to me. <laughs> well, okay. Here's like, oh, but can yeah, I'm not gonna marry you, but can I have some nice wine to take to this other woman that I'm gonna like? He stopped by the grocery store on his way. I right? hope so. Right. I mean, or the Sly Grog shop because it was after six p.m. If Maybe this... Mr. Butler handed him something nice out of the cellar. <laughs> yeah, he came around the, the kitchen door. He's like, do you have something good? I only yeah. got two buck chuck over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jack comes in and she says, you're not eating Italian tonight. And it's sort of this weird question it's statement. And it's gross. so, yes, it's right. It's gross. so clearly a double entendre. Well, that when, yeah. I heard, when I first Clang, read it, I was like, you oh my something. gosh, that's uh wow. We're going there. And, yeah. and when she had talked to Conchetta at dinner, when she came over to like interview Conchetta to see how far she'd gotten with Jack, um, she says, he must like the food. And so, I mean, there is, I know like, I rolled my eyes there. Yeah, it's uh, and then she's like, Oh honey, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of made me squirm but in a fun way and then uh i prefer but then, english food <laughs> but he says strano's is closed and i you could go a couple ways with i that. got the whole like that ship has sailed right and i let it go but it also like at one point when i the first time i watched it i wasn't sure where we were headed yeah with jack and franny so i thought it could mean strano's is closed tonight so you are my second choice oh you know but like not um, but I'm going right back to Strano's right, tomorrow. Right. But no. I How about Strano's... on Tuesdays I eat at Strano's? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they got a great meatball special. <laughs> Early bird dinner. It's oh. real reasonable. <laughs> yeah. I, I go I, there for the dolce for dessert. At, at the, the first viewing, I felt like it could go either way. But then clearly it's the Strano's is closed forever route yeah. that we're going. And so... Health code violation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in trouble. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah, that scene. It's really nice. And uh, looks like you'll have to make do with me. It's just, it's a very, yeah, it's such a nice, subtle, and I don't know, it's great banter, but, but like they up the ante. But it's not, but they, but but I love the subtext of that because they're clearly not making do with each other. They're right. clearly choosing yes. each other over, well, at least on his side, a really great, you know, choose your own adventure mm. alternative. <laughs> right. Yeah. And to I the, mean, I she's mean, just got Guido, but. They want each other to the extent that people 
near them recognize like, oh, you're taken. Yeah. And they haven't yet admitted it them to themselves until right. they're reminded by somebody who's like, uh, yeah, no, your heart is already taken. Yeah. You're, you're done here. I think, so. I think that scene had less of an effect on me just because I was still fuming over Hugh's stink eye at the end. Of, oh yeah. Hugh. You're like, damn it. She's not going to obey me. Like, come on. Yeah. That's really annoying. Yeah, he he does take some steps back. I love uh, at the beginning when Dot beats him to the phone, though. And it's because she's using the church phone. Also, okay, so something I now do that I didn't used to do is I go back to the beginning of the episode and figure out how Franny is introduced into the murder because it's different every time. Like, she insinuates herself in some different way every time. And yeah, so yeah. I'm like, okay, how did she get her? Okay, well, Oh, you're Dot talking was... about the, the parish phone? Yes. Like, yeah. So, I mean, they're, Dot and Hugh are in the church. Uh, Guido comes running in saying, Nona is dead. And so then Dot and Hugh go and investigate. And then Dot <laughs> makes a feline for the phone and, like, yeah. makes Hugh wait. And she says, you're not even confirmed. Yeah. Like, and then she's like, church. ladies first. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. And then I love what the, when it cuts immediately to... Franny and Jack arriving at the same moment yeah. and then she's looking smug and he's looking like, of course you're here. Oh, but he's happy about it. There's a little glint in his eye. He's like, of course you're here. And I'm so glad. <laughs> and then, but then when, as soon as the, yeah, uh, but then he gets all the, he's like, yeah, don't touch this. Cause you know, the Kimura, I mean, he gets afraid, well, but it's not her. just, I sense it wasn't just the Kimura because when we meet Conchetta later, mm. I think it's sort of like, this is my turf. Yeah. This is getting awkward. There's history here and I don't okay. really want to invite you into this. Interesting. Yeah, I I felt like he just really wanted to make sure that Franny was going to be safe. And, I mean, because they have that... This isn't the first organized crime that she's dealt with. Uh, Well, kind of. I mean, it's different than the There's Chinese organized crime. There's Latvian organized crime. I don't know. I guess the Kimura is just a lot more badass. They're pretty intense. So I can see... And he's already dealt with them. Like, he knows the extent to which they will you know, take it out on somebody who steps in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. So, and he knows that she is Yeah, because exactly they'll send a 24-year-old boy band member out to... <laughs> well, and he says you're like a moth drawn to a flame with this. Yeah. The more dangerous it is. I feel like Nona it. was way more dangerous than Roberto Salvatore. I would agree. Yes. I would agree. Like, yes. Nona was really the one they had to take out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, why was Roberto Salvatore going to Nona's kitchen door every Thursday? He had a squad. He had, he, he, it's comes, true. He could have, he ha- he could have sent, he could have sent an unnamed goon to collect six pounds every Thursday. Especially since they, they went to such great lengths to talk about how airtight his alibi always was. Right. Like, like he always had an, and yeah, that's probably the first thing they teach you right. when you're, you know, learning, you know, when you're still toddling <laughs> in Mafia knee bridges right. <laughs> in Naples, they teach you how to have an alibi. Yeah. So what the hell was he doing at the kitchen door no, every week? It was, that was ridiculous. He would not be going to Nona every Thursday night. And I also don't think he'd really be taking tiny installments from the grandma. Nope. From I the other family. I mean, I have not worked with many hitmen. Okay, at any hitman? I think you have to pay up front. I feel like, yeah. Like, maybe you place some money down, you know. But, like, more but than then, six pounds. Yeah. I don't think they take installments. I don't think they do layaway <laughs> on dead people. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was willing to bend the rules because he was going to marry Conchetta out of it. But he didn't seem that into her. No, I don't think he would He seemed like, it was like pearls before swine with that one. Yeah. I I, I can't let this go. I just can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. 
Um, How do you want to wrap this up? I just want to toast to Conchetta because she's oh, freaking awesome. Yes. Yes. And That's a great I hope toast. we will see her again someday. If not, I will pine for her a bit. So <laughs> instead of cheers, I will say salute. Oh, nice. Salute. Salute. salute.